Hi, it's Chris Watkin here, and I'm joined by Rachel Ritson, who is a state agent extraordinaire from the Northwest in the Lake District. Uh, she runs her own estate agency, Grisdales, and you're not going to like this, but I'm sorry, but <laughs> Peter Knight reckons she's one of the best estate agents in the UK. Um, thanks for joining me today, Rachel. Pleasure. I want to talk to you about the ups and the downs of being an estate agent from uh, first lockdown um, and then everything since from then. And then we can talk about what you've learned, what you do differently, mm -hmm. so we can share with the boys and girls in the state agency and letting agency land. So can you remember when uh, we went into lockdown? Certainly can, because I, I can remember Boris's announcement and then I'm getting all these WhatsApp coming through from the team going, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And and I remember getting a whiskey that night and not sleeping very well. So, so I do remember that, yeah. A lot of people said they were basically scared what's name because you didn't know what the hell you were doing. And Yeah, I mean, we... We'd experienced crisis management previously. The office had flooded twice. First time we were under six foot of water. It was like the whole office had gone round in a tumble dryer. And that was, teams were displaced. The whole, you know, you'd got a town that was, that had got uh, property flooded. They wanted property. So we had this surge in demand and yet we weren't up and running ourselves. So I'd experienced sort of crisis in that way. And, and had those crises help you with this crisis? I think so, but it was different because with the flood, the dramatic event had happened. So every day from that was only going to get better. Whereas I think with, with lockdown, um, we just didn't know. So it was very difficult to plan. Were we looking at, you know, a month, two months? You know, who would ever have thought it was going to go on as long as it, as long as it did? Um, so I think... What I'd seen before, certainly with the, the previous events, how well the team pulls together. Um, but again, this was different because COVID generated different levels of anxiety in different people. Some people were okay with it. Other people just wanted to hide away. And so trying to, you know, and, and sort of trying to get them to... Um, focus on work might not have been their ultimate priority because it was a very emotional thing, wasn't it? I mean, a lot of a lot of bosses said, I've got my own s s shit to sort out, excuse my French, but then having staff, you've almost got to kind of become the parent for them as well. Yeah, it, I think Did it you very learn very quickly who was with you and who was against you? Yeah, I think you really saw those extremes of, of the spectrum. The, the team players who became innovative, who worked way beyond anything that you would have expected to sort things out versus the ones that needed just hugging in a little bit more. And, and almost there were people you thought, well, let's just put them on furlough. Were there, I don't want you to mention names or, or, or jobs or because we shouldn't, but were there people who when the time came, stood up to the mark and surprised you? And were there also people who you thought were going to be with you in the trenches weren't? A little bit of that, but I felt quite blessed that pretty much all of the team were showed signs of strength and, and support um, and went above and beyond what was needed. In the main, most people did that. So I felt really proud of the team that... Things were being asked of them out of the norm. 
and and pretty much everybody stepped up to the mark. And was it easy to put people on furlough? Um, I mean, obviously, most were on furlough during the, that initial lockdown, weren't they? Yeah, we kept about a third of the team. We, we furloughed two thirds of the team because, I mean, sales, the, the work wasn't there. It was essentially around lettings and, and property management. So um, difficult. Yeah, it was, a, it was a new thing. And you'd be like, well, if I don't furlough them, but I furlough them, how's that going to go down? And you just ended up having to make the decision and accept that maybe not everybody would would be happy with it. Okay, so were you having any guidance or support or were you just on your own with regard to what the hell you do? That first two weeks were, were manic, weren't they? First two weeks, yeah, they, they were manic. You were making decisions sometimes, not with all the facts. Again, for me, I felt, um, as being a member of the Property Academy, I felt that was... Um, and I remember saying it to Peter, they were like a guiding light for me. They just bombarded us with advice and support, um, certainly in those early days with how to deal with what was going on. So it was less about long-term strategy and more about short-term. Um, and I found that of value. You know, we're in West Cumbria, we're quite isolated. There isn't this big network of agents around us. So, so for me, that was very, very valuable. And did you have Zoom calls with the other Property Academy guys? I mean, this is not a promo for the Property Academy, but you were having... You were having yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got... What's great about Property Academy is I've got, you know, the networking that goes on away from the, the meetings that we have. So there are people that I can call on and ask for advice and support and hopefully give back as well. So how was it... You said off camera that you felt a bit like a movie star... Uh, each morning, probably can explain <laughs> to the boys and girls out there in the uh, Well, I kind of laughed at myself because, um, so we'd got two children at home at that time. Both were working from home. Neil, my husband, he he wasn't working, so so they were all at home. Um, so in a way, I'm kind of glad that I I chose to work from the office. And um, so I'd just head off on a morning. I'd leave them. I'd be like. I'm off and I'd be there with my rucksack and my packed lunch in my bag like uh, Katniss Everdeen out of Hunger Games. I'm going out, I'm, I'm going to work, I'm, I'm sorting this out. So it was kind of a, a little bit scary, a little bit empowering, but, and I'd have my three mile walk across the fields to work. Did you, um, did you walk before? No. What, what did you think that, that walk did for your mind? I 100% needed that as a de-stress. Um, I would use it to, to catch up on podcasts or some of the webinars that had, that had gone on. So I was learning while I was walking um, because it was difficult to do it when you're in the office because there was just so much going on. So that three mile just took me shy of an hour. Um, before that, I literally, it'd be in my car, two, three minutes, I'd be in the office. This way around, I learned. I was actually seeing, oh, there's the mountains that I live around. I can see, yeah. oh, there's the, the, there's, I know, there's the cows, there's the lambs. Oh, wow, look at all this nature around me. And I've been blooming missing it. So that side of it was good. I used it to, to think as well. And I'd started, once we kind of got over that initial shock of, of lockdown, I really wanted to work hard early doors on what do I want my business to look like when I come out of lockdown. Have you continued the walking 
on those days or have you slipped back? Oh, I tried so hard, um, Got, but it was weird as we, as we were allowed to open back up again and normal life kicked in and I needed my car, I was found that there I was um, back in the car again, locked down to, I went back walking again. Um, I'd said to my, because I realised I would always be carrying my briefcase home with me and I'd, well, I'd, I'd be, I would take my briefcase home every night and then I'd think, why do I need to take, I, I'm not even opening it up. If I keep it at work, I can actually walk home. Mm. So um, we're getting a dog next week. So I am aiming to walk in at least once, once a week if I can manage that because it was so good for my mental health, if nothing else. You could become the office dog. <laughs> It is becoming the office dog. Okay, so what's worked well for you in lockdown? What's worked well in lockdown? So we um, migrated to a cloud-based software system and we very much felt the difference of that between lockdown one and lockdown two. Lockdown one, we were using Vibra Live. We had a couple of browser logins. Everybody was logging in as Rachel Ritson to do stuff. And um, so that transition, which we did June, July, meant that when lockdown two came, it didn't matter whether you were at work or whether you were at home, you had access to the system. That was really great for us. Obviously, the video viewings, etc., and just taking more control of the diary. And was you now? I'm led to believe that you actually had to make some awful decisions and close one of your three offices. How did that make you feel? Yes, I did have to close one of my offices. Very difficult. Um, it was a very difficult thing to do. But but I realised sort of during lockdown, as I say, I was looking at well, what did I want the business to look like as I came out of lockdown. We also didn't know how lock, how long lockdown was going to carry on, and and for those reasons, I knew as a three office business with one that wasn't performing so well, I just couldn't take that risk. What do you think you could have done better during lockdown one, and obviously, you know, going forward after that? Um, probably for me, I, I probably feel I'm not the best communicator to a wider audience, um, so I probably feel I could have hugged that wider team in a little bit more for those that were in the office you know I, I think that was fine but I, I should have picked up the phone more spoken to people more and probably the same with customers as well and how have you coped you know since uh, lockdown one finished which was uh, May June time it's been a bit crazy as estate agents there's a lot of estate agents who are the batteries are beginning to you know it's a stupid market out there yeah you know, we're filming this in May 2021. It's been stupidly busy for the last year. Has everyone been firing on all cylinders or has there been a, a degradation of, of, you know? Just I simple? think we've come back up. I think, you know, that whole lockdown one, everybody pulled together, like, right, we're all in it together kind of thing. Lockdown two and then certainly the start of this year, the dark nights, we're not out of it, the, the figures were all spiralling and you definitely felt a drop in morale, weariness and we were busy as well and I just, I, I felt like just, I, I, we have recognised that, um, the things we're doing, we're, we're having our own special Grisdale's Bank holiday on June the 25th, so I'm doing a barbecue at home to say thank you for that, um, Money Penny are covering our, our phones that day. Um, I think it was just recognising that, yes, we are a bit tired, but crikey, 
we're not the NHS who uh, we're not in hospitality, we're not in travel where those businesses have been decimated. So let's just remind ourselves of that as well. Have you had to have difficult conversations? Because it's very easy for you to say that on the sofa. Mm -hmm. But when you're dealing with staff, and they kind of expect, you know, they're working all hours God sends. How are you, how are you motivating them to say, come on, you know, because, you know, don't get me wrong. I'd love a barbecue at your house, but one barbecue ain't going to sort all, that, all the issues out. Yeah. I just think it's it's talking to your team and listening to their issues. Do you think you've got better at that because of this? Um, yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I, I would say so. I like to think I listen to what my, my team have to say and I, I respond to that. I always get it right, but I, I do care. I really do care and I hope that, that they see I do as and well. Do you have a high staff turnover or did it... No, constantly. no, we don't. We have a relatively low staff turnover. Okay. And if I had your staff here, what would they say your greatest strength and, and weakness? Let's start with your weakness. If they if they could change one thing about <laughs> you, what would it be? Gosh, I don't know. What would they change about me? Um, maybe listen a bit more. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you seem to be doing a pretty good job. <laughs> you, you could just be better. You just could always be better. Just yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we're all looking to improve, aren't we? And oh. we're all continually learning. So. And, and what one thing do they think that if there was one thing that is a great trait of yours that they probably haven't had in any other bosses, what would it be? I'd love to think I'm always approachable. I'm, I'm fairly steady with my mood. I don't throw wobblers. I'll always listen and I will always... I might not give them the answer that they want, but I will always listen and, you know, take into account thoughts and feelings. And, and, and that, would, that would, you'd probably give that advice to any boss, wouldn't you? Oh, 100%, yeah. If you had your time again in the last 12 months, what, what, what's, what one thing would you do differently and what's the one thing that you're most proud of? And then we'll leave it at that. Um, what would I do differently? Again, just communicate more. I don't think you can communicate, you know, there's never too little communication. So that for me is something that I, I would like to work at. I'm, I'm quite shy. I'm, I'm naturally a behind the scenes person. So, so for me, more of that. What am I most proud of? Seeing the team through and feeling like they, they are on board and they're with me and they do want to be part of the journey. So, I mean, it's, a diff it's been a, a difficult time and everybody's experience has been different about lockdown. But I'd like to, to feel that I've, I've carried the business through that with, with all the support that, that I've had. Um, and, and we've done it okay. Rachel, thank you for your time today. Okay. I hope you boys and girls out there in estate agency land and letting land have learned something from that. And in the next few videos, we're going to be talking about Rachel's story uh, from going from a, an accounts clerk all the way to running uh, a, a fantastic estate agents and some other interesting topics, which I think you'll find interesting. Thank you for your time today. Thank you.